that better? There we go. Hey, hey. Welcome if you came during the beginning of the meeting. My name's Sai. Can I just start by asking us to uh, show our appreciation to the PA desk, to the worship team, to the readers for all that they've done and for Duncan for putting the videos together. Just wanted to take a step back this evening and look at what the angel had to say to Joseph and see what God wants to say to you through that this evening. And don't worry, he's not looking to uh, have another son born by virgin birth at any any moment, well, ever again. But uh, um, he said this to Joseph, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joe, you know, we all have lots of expectations in life from little things like maybe this Christmas time, even possibly this service, something as small as this service. You know, Robbie Louise Stevenson, who wrote Treasure Island and Jacqueline Hyde and books like that, he, he recorded one day, I went to church today and I'm not depressed. So shocked was he that he decided to write that in his diary for us to read later on. Maybe that's your expectation here this evening. Hopefully we've uh, uh, surpassed that for, for you already with what you've uh, seen and heard. For Joseph, his expectation of marriage and family were drastically changed once he found out that his fiance was pregnant. He knew it wasn't his baby, and she was saying it was God's. I mean, what are the, the chances of that? It never happened before, never happened since. And uh, so he, not believing her, ooh, ooh, not believing her, he, uh, um, he, he was going to back out of the marriage quietly. But then the angel appeared to him and confirmed Mary's version of events were true and told him what to do. Emmanuel, for Joseph, meant he had to make some pretty big changes to his expectation of what life and marriage would mean for him. And these changes for Joseph were actually made by God himself. For him to embrace God's son, he had to change his expectations of what life was going to look like. And of course, as he made that change, he gained far more than he lost. And to embrace Christ in your life and in my life, it changes everything, my friends. You see, the author of life is not content to just be an add-on to your life, a little addition here in your life. Jesus himself 
makes it very clear later on that he expects us to surrender our all to him as not only that baby in a manger, but as our Lord and Saviour. He says this to his followers. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life, we all want to save our lives, right? We'll lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man or woman to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? Do you know, there was a famous 20th century missionary who said this based on those words. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. You see, for in Christ, what you gain in Christ, what you get from him, what he gives us, death itself cannot even take away from you because Jesus is the one who defeated death. Elsewhere, Jesus puts it slightly more positively, you might say. He, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. In Christ, you find life's greatest treasure. It's worth knowing him above everything else that this life can give you. True joy and life, life in all its fullness, are found in Jesus. Everything else is superfluous to knowing him and having him as your friend. And we enter his kingdom, so to speak, by surrendering our lives to his kingly rule over us. The coming of God's son amongst us didn't happen in the expected way that people were, uh, were expecting it to happen, nor is he happy just to fit in with your expectations and uh, you know, occupy that little God box space in your life or my life. You can occupy that shelf up there, Lord, and I will look at you at Christmas time, maybe at weddings and maybe at funerals. But apart from that, I want you up there. He changes everything. And it is us that are called to come into line with him, not the other way around. But as we do that, the wonderful thing is that God steers your life much better than you could yourself. It's certainly been true for me. Your life becomes eternally significant as God gets you doing his works. There is joy and peace from God even in the most difficult and toughest of times that we all go through during this life. Through Jesus, God is with you 
in the storms of life, comforting, loving, guiding, and helping you. You see, Jesus himself, as we've seen in that last video, he, him as God with us in human form. He didn't live a life of luxury, of power and pleasure. He came to serve, not to be served. He came to show love, not to be loved and adored. He loved even those who rejected and reviled him. He is the judge of the whole earth, the one who will one day right every wrong and punish every offense completely justly. He himself was treated wrongly every day by the people that he had made. He's the only person, the Bible makes clear, to live a perfect life. The only person who fully pleased God and never did anything wrong that offended God or upset uh, or, you know, wronged another person. He upset other people, but he didn't wrong anyone else. He told them the truth. He fully pleased God in all that he did. And then he willingly chose to die on that cross to take on himself the things that you and I have done that are wrong, that offend God and hurt one another. So that all who put their trust in him can be forgiven. They can have know his forgiveness, their guilt removed, their shame covered by Jesus. They can know God's love and can receive his promised Holy Spirit within them. God in you, because he is with you through his Spirit. The Spirit is the sure and certain hope of life eternal on that renewed and perfected world that will exist when Christ returns. That is how Jesus saves his people from their sins, as the angel told Joseph. That is the glorious hope that we celebrate at Christmas time. And that is what history itself is steaming towards. But it's not only God with us in the form of Jesus. As I've said, it is him with us now through his Holy Spirit's presence with you, helping you through the ups and the downs of life. My friends, life here and now is tough. I'm sure I don't have to tell any of you that. You know that. And whilst in this country there are many joys, there are many things that we get to celebrate, actually every day there are still reminders of the broken world that we live in. Other people's selfishness, negatively impacting your life and the lives of those that you love, sometimes, sadly, in drastic ways. And the answer isn't letting the evil consume your thinking or looking to repay evil with evil. The answer is to look to God, the one who will one day right every wrong and deal with evil once and for all. He's the one who is perfect in knowledge. So there's no hiding or misleading God. He will judge the living and the dead correctly. But if you're honest and you do an honest assessment 
of your own heart and your own life. It's sometimes your and mine negative actions impacting the lives of others around you. And God knows all of them, even the thoughts in your head. And yet, in his love and in his grace, he has made a way through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection to deal with the evil within us that we all struggle with. And then through his Spirit's help within us, he helps us to deal with the things that confront us in life. His presence is also there to help us through the difficulties and is our guarantee of the future, the glorious future that awaits us. That is the wonderful fruit of Christmas. That's why we celebrate Christmas so much, that Jesus came to save us and to make a way for us to be with him in that, on that glorious future world forever and ever, where there will be no wickedness. There will be no horrible things happening. There will be no sin, suffering, or sin. And if you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior this morning, then just pray this prayer along with me now. Can I just invite everyone to just bow their heads and close their eyes? This is between you and God. As I say, God knows what you're thinking. So just pray this prayer in your heart along with me if you're thinking, actually, yeah, I want, I want to know this Jesus. I want God with me to help me. I want to be with him forever. I recognize I need his forgiveness. Just pray this in your heart. Father God, thank you for loving me enough to send your son, Jesus, to come to earth for me. Jesus, thank you for loving me enough to die on the cross, to take on yourself all the things that I have done that are wrong. Please forgive me of them. And through your Holy Spirit, who raised you from the dead, help me to live the rest of my life for you as he makes his home in me. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that, please come and grab me afterwards. I'd love to speak to you. I'd love to give you this book. There's some available on the table over there as well. You can grab it or speak to the person who brought you just so they can help you in the next steps of your journey of faith with God. But as you go out from this place, as we uh, bring this time to a close, please know the Christmas message is one that makes clear that God loves you. He doesn't want to be distant from you. He wants to be God with you. And through Jesus, through what he has achieved through his life, death, and resurrection, you can have God with you from now on to, for the rest of your life and into eternity. That's the wonderful hope and message of Christmas. So I'm going to invite the band back up to lead us in a final carol. And during this carol, we're actually going to take up our Christmas offering just to say that all the money from this offering is going to go towards helping the poor, both locally through the food bank and globally through our partner charity, Life Bridging Works. So I make no apology in encouraging you to, to give generously to these two important works that help us to practically show God's love to the world around us, both here in Hailsham 
and abroad. So can I encourage you, let's stand and then let's sing.